You should be saving for the future. But savings accounts suck. And investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4-6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Today is a special post-SMX Advanced show. We, uh, both John and I uh, were at SMX Advanced, and if anyone doesn't know about that, that's um, SMX is a great uh, conference circuit. And uh, this is one particular conference that I think only happens once a year, and it's devoted entirely to advanced search engine or web marketing tactics. And it was, yeah. this was, is, this, it was great as usual. This is the one I go to. If I can only go to one show, this is the one, because this is the stuff that really is for us, the professionals. It's, it's not to try to sell SEO to businesses like a lot of these other conferences are. This is for us. This is where you can go and actually learn something if you've been in the industry for a while. It's a good show. Yeah, it is. It's really good, and and uh, I was uh, pleased to 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 get access and and take some great notes for the show. And you know, it was neat to have time with John. We hung out and talked lots of biz and other nonsense, and <laughs> <laughs> lots lots of other nonsense. Yes, <laughs> and I had a good time. It was good seeing you, bud. Um, Definitely. So I, I guess we, what we want to do first we, is just cover. Should, should we t- should we tell them we went fishing in aquariums, or should we just hold <laughs> off on that? Well, now we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. for yeah. it. We, we went fishing in an aquarium. Bing, <laughs> Bing, Bing helped us fish for results, as Ross put it. <laughs> <laughs> so Bing uh, threw a big party at the Vancouver. How always do that? Seattle Aquarium, and it was awesome. We had full reign of the entire aquarium, and um, it was. Well, it's a beautiful place anyway, so it was pretty cool. But uh, one of the uh, – um, uh, you think of it like bobbing for apples kind of thing, except you, in this case it was for swag, Bing swag, and it wasn't for apples. It was for uh, swag. But the thing is you would just use a little fishing line and put it over the edge of a, a wall, and there's people there that would hook swag onto it. Well, <laughs> we just couldn't help but make fun of it. I mean, come on. Who thought of fishing in an aquarium? Um, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and yes, I mean, come apparently, on, you had to think fishing for results. I mean, it's Bing. Apparently, Bing did. <laughs> there, was, there, there was some, there was some decent swag in there, though, wasn't there? The, the one, yeah, best, yeah. The, 
the best piece of swag I got, I stole off one of the tables and it broke on the airplane on the way home. So, oh, <laughs> again, quality here. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? I really do like the shirt we got. I miss Google shirts. Freaking can't. Yeah. Nothing you can, yeah. You, you can order like, them on Google. I mean, like, what's it? Shop.google.com, I think. Yeah. For like Get all 30. the shirts you want. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give us any love anymore. No shirts, no swag. Well, Google doesn't go to these conferences anymore. I think they're missing out. I, I'm, they, I think they'll show up with as double click occasionally. You'll see a double click booth, but they don't like go to the conferences like they used to and set up a booth, let people talk to them. Now, what they do is they set up this little corner of the conference that is like blocked off for them, and they have this little glass room where they give their own presentations and their their own classes. And it's like we're better than everybody else. You can only come see us if we let you. They're not part of the people anymore. Yeah, it was kind of sad that way. I mean, I stumbled across it. Yeah, I sure, I saw the odd sign, but it was so far off the beaten path of the conference that I only came to it because I was looking for a quiet place to do interviews, which uh, if anyone downloaded last last week's show was was great fun with uh, um, Cindy Crum and Eric Enga. I mean, it was great. We had a good time. But that's the only reason I found them. <laughs> Uh, the Google area, that Google area. The one thing they did have was a massive Google logo, and I do wish we'd gotten a photo in front of that. Oh yeah, I, mean, I didn't even see that. I missed it. Where was it at? It was a by where they were doing their little presentations. Yeah, it's kind of a breezeway between them. Oh, um, all right. But yeah, anyway, whatever. It was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm sure a few people got some great stuff out of it. I mean, they were there to answer questions. I'm not sure how detailed you could get. I didn't get the impression well, they were engineers. I did, uh, you know, and we're just talking about the fact they don't set up booths. They were very present. They participated in a number of different sessions. Um, Matt Cutts was there. Uh, Miley Oye was there. And a couple other people, I think, were there participating. So from that perspective, Google, you know, was there and, and present. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they'd be foolish to entirely ignore it. Um, but I do miss... Uh, <laughs> They miss a little love. I mean, come on. Isn't it good for them to have us wear their shirts everywhere? Yeah, I was going to say, that's the reason you miss it, because you want Google swag. You don't I really do. care about the booth. <laughs> well, what, what question, else do we care about the booth for? <laughs> what, question, what question would you ask a rep in the booth? Do you have that in extra large? That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And if not, how can I get more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, um, with that said, uh, it was pretty good. It was a good conference itself. It was great as always. Always amazing food, and and uh, you know, Andy, uh, Danny Sullivan, and the rest of the guys put on a great show. So I'm always happy to make that. Um, yeah. Now let's just cover a couple pieces of news before we get to the uh, the info from the show. One thing I thought was really neat, and I, I this I missed this because it's all states wide, stateside. Um, Canada is not going to see this phone for a long time, if ever. But the Amazon Fire Phone. What do you know about this? Well, I know that it launched yesterday, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And that's about it. Um, okay. Uh, it's one of those things where you've heard about it and heard about it, and all of a sudden, oh, it's here. And now you're like, I'm too, too bored of hearing about it to go read about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I heard I caught a part of an interview on it. And the reason I wanted to bring it up was it was quite interesting. The First of all, obviously, Bing's going to get a lot of exposure through this because they're quite tight with Amazon. Um, but that's that's well, big. Are that's they really? Big. Are they really? 
because they were going to get a lot of exposure from being Facebook's search engine too, and it didn't pan out. Facebook's a lot bigger than Amazon when it comes to audience. Who's especially you know who's going to buy this phone? What percentage of the market are they really going to get with this phone? They'd have much much more exposure if they got into you know all the Android or even Apple. Yeah, well, there's definitely going to be some big barriers. Um, uh, but the first, before I get to that, the, some of the, the arguments this, this uh, gentleman put forward on CBC News was, uh, and generally has good interviews, this guy was quite insightful. He was saying how um, uh, really there are a lot of people in the States, because Amazon is such a powerhouse um, with their tablet and such, that uh, they are addicted, like they're hooked. Everything they do is Amazon. They've got everything in Amazon now, so you can pretty much do everything you want within it. <laughs> And this phone is going to be a big way to keep them within the infrastructure. Uh, the tough part is going to be to get anyone else in because, you know, you can't transfer Android purchases onto it. Um, you know, if, if you've got a Google account, all the, as far as I know, all these things are going to be imp- impediments. Uh, all these people who spend a lot of money on iOS apps, so why are they going to switch to this? Um, right. Never mind the phone itself. But apparently they've done a bang-up job on that. Of course, it's, it's early, early times right now, but... Um, it's interesting because it, the, the mobile market is just obviously where everything's at. So it's it's intriguing to see how they're cornering it. I think Amazon's a great company. I think they're way too late into the market with the phone to have to make a big splash. I really do. Hmm. I get, yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, the Amazon, the the Fire. What is it? Kindle Fire. Fire? The Amazon is the phone's called the Fire too. Yeah, but it was before. It was the Kindle Fire, right? There still is a Kindle Fire. Yeah, so Kindle Fire, yeah. and then there's the phone fire. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, everything's yeah. on fire. Everything's on fire. <laughs> um, that did quite well, didn't it, in the States? Um, it did. because And actually, that you know, the Kindle had an advantage because it was a dedicated machine. All it did was, was for reading, right, at first. Then they came out with the Kindle Fire, which is also a browser um, had a few more features that you would find in a regular like uh, tablet computer, um, but it wasn't as powerful as a tablet computer. So um, we we bought one of the, I bought one of the Fire Kindle Fires for my wife for Christmas. She never touches it. She still uses her Kindle Reader. Hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, because the idea was it's supposed to blend the tablet concept of like the Nexus Seven or or, or mini iPad into yeah. uh, also a reader. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, if I'm going to read, I, I don't mind using my Nexus 7. But, yeah, I mean, if I was doing a huge or a lot of reading, I would definitely want one of those e-ink systems, I would think. Yeah, they're, they're much easier to read on. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Another one is uh, another piece of news is a study. I, I didn't get deep into this, but there's a, an infographic on search engine land. And it's about how Google, Google universal results show up for 85% of all searches and videos in 65%. And maps in just one percent. How big a change is that? I swear, maps was in a lot more before. It's well, when you think about it, when there's like four point seven billion searches a day on Google. Yeah. How many of those are really going to be local type searches? You know, one percent of four point seven is still what is that? Billion is still like four point seven million. Is more like how many will properly be noted as local searches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, I guess so. And, but, and, I, and I guess this this research was based on not search results overall, but keywords. So sixty five percent of keywords show videos, 
and 40% of keywords show images, right? So, you know, that makes a big difference when you look at it from a keyword perspective because, A, they can never, ever measure every single keyword people use, right? So they're going to have to take a sampling, so they're going to miss some. And we know that even as early as January of this year, 16 to 17% of all searches was the first time anybody used that phrase to search, right? Mm -hmm. And I got that directly from Google, Google Rip that I was speaking with. So there's no way this can be that accurate because of there's just if they're basing it on keyword data, right? Better than we could do in a pinch, though, something. That's yeah. for sure. It's, it's always inter- interesting right? to see. I mean, universal search is sure rolled out. I'd love to see the 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 um, the actual details of how they did this research, because where are they getting this keyword data? They're not getting it from analytics. Oh, I think they're just running a keyword search. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it depends yeah. how many they did. Uh, there's a lot more to it, I'm sure. It's based on weekly gathered data, analyzing the Google SERPs for millions of per- representative keywords. So all they're doing is running keyword searches and then getting the results. They can do that without any issues with blocking. Well, short of Google blocking them from doing the research, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, intriguing. All right. With that said, I think we should take a quick break because right after this, we're going to dive right into all of the information from SMX events. So we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoicing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. As a business owner, you labor for the love of it, and you don't always have time to worry about your website. With GoDaddy Managed WordPress, you don't have to. Simply create your WordPress site or migrate an existing site. GoDaddy will handle the hosting, setup, backups, and security, and keep your site running at blazing speed so you can share your passion with your customers online. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code MANAGED to get managed WordPress for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. 
your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. From Capitol Hill to the White House, the courthouse to the State House, the FTC to the State Attorney General, the Cyber Law and Business Report, on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on Digital, And myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. Hey, so I wanted to follow up real quick. While we were on the break, I was checking my Facebook and someone had just posted a link to an article on Wall Street Journal that basically says... Amazon unveiled a phone and no one is going to buy it. Here's why. <laughs> yeah, I've been reading a little more too over the break and, and it definitely has, it's got very unique features apparently, some interesting things, but it does seem to be too too much, too, too late and also has some downsides. So, you know, they'd have to do it perfectly to get anywhere, I think, at this point. And it's all other one, one other thing that's going to be interested to the geeks in our audience is that um, on the set of the filming of Star Wars 7, Harrison Ford broke his leg. Hopefully it doesn't delay things. Oh, dear. Yes. Well, he is a bit old to jump off things. I know. He's those yeah. stunt doubles. Dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see that. I hope it doesn't turn into another uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh, God, yeah. that's horrible. Well, that was that was Spielberg trying to tie Star Wars and Indiana Jones together by adding that spaceship at the end of Indiana Jones. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Wow, we totally geeked out there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I wish I had one of those little button things I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. The first uh, piece that I wanted to talk about was the UNA with Mad Cuts. It's probably the most viewed component of the whole show. It's where uh, Danny sits down with Matt Cuts and asks questions of his own, obviously some great in-depth ones, and then he asks some questions from the audience that have been prepped. Uh, and here are just some of the, the tidbits that came. There's very rarely anything of any significance, but, so, but there's some interesting things here. So first of all... Um, in terms of any updates coming soon uh, on the, the, the algorithm, uh, obviously there's many. There's over 500 a, a year. But in terms of big ones, uh, there is definitely going to be an update to the payday algorithm. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's for anyone who's doing you know, those payday loans. Well, um, isn't it more about spam in general? They just named it because it also hits like, it also hits like the Viagras, the Pharmas, the porn. It's a, yeah. really a... a, a Payday is just the name of it, but it's really geared towards categories that are really prone to spammers. Well, I think even Danny asked him, what is it for? He says, well, you know, payday sites. And then yeah. he pretty so, summed it up spam after that. Right, so, <laughs> so but, but I wanted to ask you, what are some of those categories? I mean, payday loan sites, um, Viagra and pharmaceutical sites, mesothelioma, insurance stuff. What are some of those categories that, that people need to be aware of that are going to be hit by a completely separate algorithm update in case they have those? Can you think of any other ones? Well, I can think of a, the, the genre that you'd be, want to be concerned about, and that are, those are the ones where really you, your differentiation is almost impossible. Like mesothelioma, I represent mesothelioma. I mean, I remember doing marketing for one of those at one point, or an, actually a competitor analysis. Very interesting, actually, the stuff they were doing. But it, 
really what it came down to is no one really differentiated themselves. Sure, they're different lawyers. Different lawyers. That's about the only thing. So they had to resort to anything they could do to get a ranking because the money is so big if you get a client in that industry. It's just oh, massive. Yes, it so, I mean, they were paying 12, 20 bucks a click and pay per click. It was ridiculous. Uh, so anything in, in the realm where it's just differentiation is nearly impossible, you're going to see a lot of the uh, spam. You're going to see Google attacking those areas, um, hopefully uh, with a certain amount of uh, a filter going on for the rare few that don't um, you know, use spam techniques. All right. All right. Just, just curious because it, it is interesting that it's called payday, but everybody should be aware that it's not just about those particular categories. It's any spam category. very appropriate name, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> You're going to pay. <laughs> yes, you're going to pay. And, and the spammy categories are the ones that people tend to look at as payday categories, too. Right, there you go. There you go. Um, now, uh, this, is, this is good news for anyone out there who's had to deal with re-inclusion requests uh, due to manual penalties from Google. Uh, in, in this case, after a re, uh, your second re-inclusion request, if Google gets back to you and says, sorry, this did not no, essentially, <laughs> no, this didn't work. Um, they're going to have an option to fill in more information. This is coming soon. I believe it's not already out. And, and it's going to give a little more detail on what the problem still is. So they're not going to just leave us hanging. I've had to work with some clients who've had these. And it's very frustrating because even I can't spot the issue at times. Um, it's because we've cleaned up most of it. But it seems like they've got something flagged. It doesn't matter if everything else is fixed. That's not fixed. They won't let you in. Um, it can be very frustrating. The, the other interesting thing that I don't see in your notes, but maybe I'm just missing it, about re-inclusion requests is, and this, this kind of started happening, but he just confirmed it and said, yes, this is definitely the way it is, is that unless you have a manual penalty, you cannot even do a manual re-inclusion re request anymore. The, the form inside Webmaster Tools won't even show up. So if you don't see it there, you do not have a manual penalty. Yeah, good note. I forgot to mention that. that that's pretty huge, so thanks. Yeah. We'll see. What's next on there? Um, blocking CSS and JavaScripts. So, so this is really interesting. A lot of people do this by accident. And I, I read an interesting case study about this just today from uh, David Harry, who was on the show just a couple weeks ago. Um, he had a client that got hit by Panda 4, and they were digging into it, trying to figure out what was going on. And they, they discovered that they were blocking JavaScript and the CSS files of this website, georobots.txt. And as soon as they unblocked the CSS and JavaScript files, literally within days, the site came back in its rankings. And his theory, and it's a great one, is that because of the, uh, the, the, the site design algorithm where they look for where the ads are on the page, if you hide that JavaScript or you hide that CSS, they can't determine where the ads are, so they're assuming that you're trying to do something funky, right? Mm -hmm. So they can't look at that portion of their algorithm, so you get hit. So they, and you know, they definitely say that they that this is information. And Matt specifically said, do not block your CSS or JavaScript files, and, I, and it's pretty good reason why. So if you're doing that, whether it's intentionally or accidentally. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. One thing, too, and I guess this is on the session on structured data, but um, it just comes up in, in tune here, is uh, if you are uh, – I'm, I'm trying to use the words that Miley used. I can't recall exactly. that You will probably remember. But um, 
if if you're trying to steer Google, in other words, um, based on user agent, uh, it doesn't matter how well intended you are. You're yeah. going against Google guidelines. She was pretty much blunt she, about that. <laughs> she she started out being vague, and they kept yeah. pushing her. And she's they gave her examples. <laughs> what if this? And she says, No, it's against the guidelines. Well, what if this? No, it's against the guidelines. Basically, if you're doing anything tied to identifying user agents and serving something different to Google based on user agent, you're cloaking, and they're going to bust you for it. Yes. And, and again, and, and Perry was having a blast with this. You could tell you just really wanted. She at uh, one point uh, actually said to him, "He said, she says, do you want something scandalous or something? Are, are you <laughs> no, trying to get a quote? Barry <laughs> <laughs> um, wanting a quote? Never. Yeah, never, never, never. He doesn't write. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it doesn't matter how innocuous and how nice you're meaning to be. They just will give you great attention. And I loved how she said, you do not want us to give you that extra attention. <laughs> not this yeah, type. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it was quite funny. I like Miley. She's a, good, a very good interview. Um, and, and Ross actually cornered her in the hall and tried to get her on the show. <laughs> so, so maybe we will. Deer on headlights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd done it to her before, and, and we've had a chat before, actually, um, ages ago, but she didn't recognize me. She recognized you, I think, because you're at the conferences more. Yeah, we actually uh, did the same thing to Matt Cutts when he was doing his little, like, red carpet thing where he stands down in front of the, the SFX banner, takes pictures with everybody. We, we <laughs> asked him to try to get on the show as well. So hopefully, with any luck, one of those yes. two will be making an appearance soon. Yes. Oh, and you got to tell everyone, but what, what did he have? What did he pull out of his pocket? Oh, he pulled out a little, black, literally a little black book that he takes notes in, and chuckling, like, of course. Yeah, it's chuckling, and he wrote down the, the SEO 101 info. So, I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, but it's a sign. <laughs> Again, you don't want any more attention. Yeah, <laughs> he says, "All right, I'll listen to some of your shows." And we're like, "Uh oh," because <laughs> I, like, I don't like, very kind just, of times. Just, just ignore everything Ross says about you. <laughs> yes, it's never about Matt. I love Matt. It's about <laughs> yeah. At times, Google pisses me off. But that's because we're always dealing with it. It is the search engine. So there you go. It's going to happen. <laughs> I still, we still want him on the show. I think we covered that pretty well the last time, though. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, don't block CSS or JavaScript to search engines. They need it. Without that, they could uh, lack important information, and it could affect your rankings. So good stuff. Uh, now, another one was H. The href equals lang. Now, this is pretty technical for anyone uh, listening that's not into this stuff. Um, how would you describe what that means, John? Um, I'm not sure how to describe it. It's it's a it's a, I, I would say it, it's it, is it a usually it's a meta usually right? It's a meta tag. You put it in the yeah. head of the page. The, and it the, describes what language you're using on the page. Yeah, it, not just language, but in this case, um, oftentimes. Um, People get it confused with the country setting versus right, the right, language right. setting. Exactly. So it's it's really tied specifically to um, the language of the page, not the target region of the page. So if you're if you have a page written in Spanish in Mexico, you you know you'd still put Spanish, not Mexican. Um, and you can still use Spanish for Spain as well. So either way, and, and if you write in some for Southern California and you have it in Spanish, you know it's still Spanish. It's the language, not the location. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you know, jumping forward here in my notes, uh, that fantastic, I, I thought it was great, that interview with Bill Hunt. Um, and, and anyone want to follow him and you want to learn more about Enterprise SEO and some pretty advanced stuff, I thought he was fantastic. Was His Twitter Bill's is at, at Bill Hunt. And uh, anyway, he mentioned that, you know, some of the common mistakes are um, incorrect UK, UK entries for Href. Things like, uh, uh, well, actually, the only one I wrote down here is, is the Japan mistake. It should be JP-JA versus uh, JP-JP or JP-JAP. Or, or there's a whole bunch of different ways people are doing it. And it's just, what are they thinking? Um, yeah. and, and, and there's a whole um, a tool he actually built. I believe it is running. Let me just check it at hrefbuilder.com. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I haven't had a chance to look it out. So, well, what, it. well wasn't didn't Matt say something? Aren't they putting this, a tool into Webmaster Tools or something to do the same kind of thing? Yeah, they're going to be doing something. Oh, so it's a private beta right now for this tool. So, anyways, you can ask to get it added to it. But uh, yeah, uh, they ha- their error reporting is coming for href equals lang within Webmaster Tools. Yet another good reason to be uh, signed up if you're not. Yeah, Webmaster Tools is the bomb. You got to be there. Yeah, absolutely, and a good bomb. I said that a while ago to a person, uh, you know, a few generations older than me. Like, is, that a, is that a good thing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. Hey, so or, to watch, watch some TV at least, all right? Yeah. <laughs> well, on, on that note, let's take a quick break. And we've got a few more things to cover from the UNA with Matt Cuts. And I think we're going to leave the structure data to next week. We've got lots of content yeah, here. Yeah, probably. That's a good idea. All right. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. While some affiliate networks can give you offers, Affiliate Offers Network gives you offers that pay big. Why do affiliates work with Affiliate Offers Network? How about because they work with powerhouse CPAs like Affiliate.com? How about that affiliates get paid every Monday to kick off their work week? Plus, learn how their green bucket system can turn your email, display ad, social, video, or mobile impression into profitable income. Get connected today with Affiliate Offers Network. Call 312-560-0175 or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. Guys, are you suffering from F-System for inventory, tracking, and returns? Perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. Moldingbox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Taking you on the fast train of affiliate and performance marketing. Hop on board the Affiliate Exchange. We stop at every subject from clicks to conversions to commissions. We pick up pointers from the pros of affiliate and performance marketing. All aboard the Affiliate Exchange, powered by the Affiliate Offers Network. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, premiering Tuesday, June 24th, or on demand inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Mobile Presence on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Well, next on the news from the UNA <laughs> with Matt Cutts. Well, for, actually, no, you have something. Yes, you want I added something. So I, just real quick before we get back into that, for those here in the U.S., you've heard about all the controversy about the Redskins and, and how everybody's wanting them to change their name because Redskins is offensive um, to the American Indians, right? Well, the U.S. Trademark Office revoked their trademarks for the term Redskins because it's offensive, right? And it got me thinking. I know for a long time, especially when I was growing up, calling somebody a Yahoo was pretty offensive. So <laughs> you think that Yahoo's going to get their trademarks revoked? I don't know. I think so. At some <laughs> point or other. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yahoo. Was that actually offensive? I guess it was. It, it is. It's, I actually went and looked it up to make sure it was offensive, but it, it's pretty offensive. Look it up. <laughs> you Yahoo. All right, then. Bite me. Well, <laughs> um, one of the uh, questions put to, to Matt Cutts at the, uh, the UNA was whether or not there's been any pu- pengu- Penguin updates this year. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter about that and whether or not there has been. Most people saying there has. But Matt was pretty pretty clear there had not been any Penguin updates. Uh, anything that was out there, it was just general algorithmic updates, not an actual major Penguin update. Now, he says Panda has been the focus of their, their ire lately. Um, but he was t- speaking with one of his fellow engineers, and he says, and I quote him, it's about time for a penguin refresh. So anyone out there, <laughs> this is a call to you. Make, make sure everything is clean. Do not use anything. Uh, if you're using anything that's uh, a little bit nefarious, get it out. You can bet your do- bottom dollar is coming out within the next few months. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, what do you think they're going to target next time from a panda perspective, though, or, or a penguin perspective? I mean, they've gotten pretty much all the major targets out of the way. What's next? I, I think mean, it's it's Google. They have no problem making their their results as clean as they want. They'll probably just ratchet up the settings a bit. Well, I'm thinking, so they hit the, the press release sites themselves last time around uh, with, with Panda, to me, the next Penguin is going to hit the press release leaks to everybody that's using them. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a shame. I, I, was saying, I think I was saying this on the last show. I'm not sure whether that or was at SMX. But I, just, I, I wonder really whether or not there's good reason to be this harsh on 
on press release systems. Um, they, they, they really have a valuable business effect. Um, the fact that they had some SEO benefit, whatever, just ignore that. Um, See, but it, it goes with everything else in our industry, in the SEO industry as well. Once it starts getting abused, they have to address it. If people didn't abuse it the way they do, if they wouldn't have abused guest blocking, if they wouldn't have abused you know, anything that we do, Google would just let it be. But people have been abusing press releases specifically for um, SEO for far too long for, the, for them to really let it keep going. Yes, there's definite value. There's great value in guest blogging from a non-SEO perspective. And, yeah. and I, you, know, you can still do it and get a lot of benefit from it. Same thing with press releases. They'll still be valuable as a business tool. They just won't have that additional SEO boost that they've been being abused for for so long. Yeah, I know. I guess it's just, I guess I'm tired of hearing about the same thing every time. But yeah, I mean, there's always a good reason for it. I know that. It's just, it's, it's sad to hit the whole industry as a whole. But uh, I wouldn't disagree that it's going to be the next step is to go even wider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love this. Uh, sort of a, a good laugh um, during the UNA, Matt was, Matt said that, uh, we were talking about link removals, or he was talking about link removals and how stupid they're getting. And this is how stupid. I even got one the other day for a good article we have on our site to another site. I mean, you get them all the time, too. And it's like, we get, what are people? Yeah. We get, we get them on major news publications. We have major, major news publications, and people are saying, please remove our link from your site because you're hurting our rankings. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I look at this as? I look at it as an indicator that we're linking to a bad site, Right. And we don't want to link out to, to, to penalize sites. So this is just them helping us clean up our site. <laughs> well, I don't think that's necessarily the case, though, because a lot, of, a lot of companies are pushing this as a service, even if clients don't need it. They're like, preventative measure. Yeah, th- that's true. But I'm, I'm taking the default view as if, if they've hired somebody to clean up their backlinks, they've had a problem. If they have a problem, I don't want to be linking to them anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Well, in, in, in this case, Matt got one for his site. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's great. hilarious. Matt Cuts. net is it or is it dot com? Org is it org or net? Or org, yeah, something like that. Anyway, you'll find it. But uh, obviously, <laughs> a good site to have a link from. Hello, um, yes. <laughs> and and a while back to tie this in. A while back, someone asked Matt what his link building strategy was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously, he had to say it was good content, you know, right? Excellent yeah. content. Uh, our reply would have been, hi, I'm Matt Cuts." <laughs> I mean, who's going to say no? <laughs> yeah. Well, could they tell that by the domain name? If you're going through your list of refers and you see the domain name Matt Cuts, shouldn't that set off a flag? You know, yeah. ring a little bell or something? Not everyone knows him yet as much as it seemed like it when we were at the conference. Oh, my God. His... his how many people were hanging around him? I swear, I'm, I'm oh. surprised you could breathe. <laughs> I took a I, I took a picture from a distance, and it was it, it literally looked like you know the Beatles trying to walk through getting off an airplane. There were so many people. <laughs> uh, gone are the days. It was so much easier to talk yeah. to him. Yep, oh, we did for a little bit. Anyway, it's something. Got our, We'll get him on the show. That's what we're going to do. Get him on the show. Yes. Yes. Well, we've got a couple things here before we tie this up. Uh, one thing is a short one that the IE8 refer information is now back. For a while, they were blocking, I think it was entirely any keyword information from IE8, yeah. wasn't it? 
Yeah, so now there's yeah. something, not much, well, but there's something. But, can... but in, the, in the same vein, the Russian search in the Yandex from Russia, the big searches in there, they're now 100% not provided. Really? So, yep. <laughs> not that it matters too much to, to, to the American market, but if you're in an international market, that may impact you. Hmm, interesting. Um, uh, uh, this is just a side j- joke, but Matt, at one point they were talking about Bing, and he, he clearly stated, and to much laughter, that he feels Bing is, quote-unquote, is a perfectly fine search engine. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but, but he didn't finish the sentence. He didn't say, for what? No. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so maybe we should ask him that if he gets on the show. Matt, you said that it's a – yeah, we're going to ask him that. Now, a couple of really good ones at the end here, uh, I thought. Um, well, I guess this is a little on the nuanced end of things, but which everything is coming from Matt. But in this case, is there a boost if you ensure your website is SSL? Someone asked that, and it was one of the crowd questions through the system. It says, no, both HTTP and HTTPS is now on par. Of course, in the past, HTTPS or secure sites were not ranking quite as well. I mean, if all else was equal. So it's good to see that it's now on par. Uh, but, and that it's not taking an edge over anything else yet, anyway. But that's just from, that means their algorithms are treating them the same. Yeah. HTTPS, in my opinion, at this point in time, is not going to perform nearly as well as HTTP because of the inbound links. Almost ne- nobody links, if they just type in a domain to link to it, they're not going to link. They might type www. That's going to default to HTTP, not the secure version. So your inbound link strength is all going to go to your unsecure version, not your secure. So your unsecure version, even if you redirect it to secure, that secure version doesn't have as much performance value as the unsecure version in my mind. Well, any, and every redirect has a slight a bit of, of juice that you're, you're dropping through a redirect. Exactly. So. Exactly. exactly. So now, unless you have to, I would – and that said also, though, there was also a question about whether secure sites are going to perform better in the future – because of their focus on security. So, you know, it, it kind of makes sense in a, in a number of years. I'm not going to say anything like this will happen soon, but a number of years from now, secure sites that are secure overall may actually perform better than unsecure sites. So mm-hmm. it's, it's today, I'd stick, stay unsecure, but be prepared. Yeah, exactly. And the last piece of news here is, uh, again, this is just for one component. We've got more to discuss in the next show. But he said that uh, he emphasized mobile, as everyone is right now, and how important it is and how much how fast it's growing, uh, far, far faster than he says anyone expects and, and thinks it will be. It is at this point. Um, and he said that uh, many, and this is kind of a tidbit. I thought it was very interesting. I had no idea you could even do this. Um, he asked the audience, how many people have correctly marked up their forms with autocomplete? And it's a really good question because essentially if, if you're on mobile and you go to a form, you don't want to fill it out. But if it was as simple as, as just pressing them on the form and, and it filling out, which is possible with autocomplete, there you go. It, it's a far easier conversion. Um, I haven't even looked into doing it yet on our own site, but I'm definitely going to. I thought it was a great, a great tip. Yeah, mobile is huge. I mean, I think it's by the end of this year, beginning of next, mobile is going to take over desktop just overall from Internet views. I mean, it's if you're not focused on mobile, you're behind the boat already. Yeah. It's, it's got to be important. Well, and 
I don't know. Did you know that there was a, a, spe- a specific uh, markup for autocomplete? I, I knew there was a specific markup for autocomplete that really worked with uh, for crawlers. Um, I hadn't huh. thought about the idea of using it in a mobile environment, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, a very valuable point, point for everyone out there who has a form, pretty much anyone who has a contact form, which I think everyone should have <laughs> or probably does. There you go. That's something a nice, nice way to tie up the show. So with that yeah. said, <laughs> if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. You can also email me via ross at stepforth.com. Or you can reach John via Twitter, at John Carcutt. And, uh, well, have a great week. And remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.